Welcome to episode number 113 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot of geeky news, kids. We do. Um, what a week. Yeah, we do. So, let's get right to it. Let's get to some Valiant news. Uh, first things first, in 2019, um, there is a bunch of new books and creative teams attached to it. Um, the breakthrough lineup, like some of these characters are getting uh, solo comics for the first time, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, one of my favorite, The Life and Death of to- Toyo Harada. He's getting a comic um, by Joshua Dysart. Do you know who that is? I do. Uh, I don't have any of the books coming to mind right now that he does, but I I have heard of it. So he's he's doing some good stuff right now. All these all these creative teams are really amazing. Um, you know, yeah. Was he's like, a, he's actually been on. Yeah, I'm looking. He, sorry, he's been, he's been on been like, hardcore. Yeah. Like he's he's been working for Valiant for a while. He has he has which um which isn't too surprising. Because they announced this comic already, um, so this is one of the ones they already announced. But the yeah. these other three are just like I knew, like with the Rye was coming back, um, and this Fallen World book looks pretty amazing. Um, and Dad, Dan Abnett being uh, connected to that, throwing his sci-fi around—that's awesome. Um, and that the fact that this is a mini series, uh, yeah. Punk Mambo is a mini series. I love when they do mini series because sometimes it's hard to want to go and read all of it. Um, and sometimes just get that scaled down story in five issues is great from Valiant. Well, all of, so all of these are five, except for Toyo, which is six. Killers is, is it? I didn't, I, yeah, so Killers is B. Clay Moore. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a thing where there's a contest between the deadliest super spies on the planet as they compete for the ultimate prize. You got Ninja A, Ninja E, and Ninja K. If you read, Ninja K, um, you know that K is in the long line of A through K of different ninjacks, uh, which is kind of like a Iron Fist type of thing they threw in there this year. And honestly, it was freaking brilliant. But I'm always biased with Ninja or with Ninjack anyway. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. There you go. See, I'm confused because the press release says that um, that it tells which ones are. It says here that. Uh, Punk Mambo is five. Fallen World is five. And then when it says Killers and Toyo, it doesn't specifically say anything. Uh, yeah. So killer. It'd be awesome if Killers On was another five. website, it does uh, show that it's just fake news. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to say, um, which is really cool, Adam Gorham and Cullen Bunn are teaming up on Punk Mambo. Yeah. Um, Adam Gorham has been doing a lot of stuff with Valiant throughout the years, but. Um, he is a he's up towards me anyway. I think he's out of uh, Niagara Falls. Oh, nice. At least Ontario. So he's is this Colin Bunt's first time within the uh, Valiant Universe. Um, I don't know. You know, I subscribed to his newsletter, and mm-hmm. he he released like a bunch of comic stuff. So, like, I just have been trying to catch up with everything that he's done. I mean, he's doing vampire Vampirella versus uh, Reanimator. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I don't know. The guy's like literally all over the place. But I, you, he may be. This may be his first uh, Valiant that I've seen. Yeah, and I'm looking through everything he's done on his website right now, and I think this is his first Valiant. So, but again, to get that kind of talent over here um, is just insane. You know what I mean? Like again. Valiant gets these creators. It is, and it's, you know, we were talking about this last week a little bit. Um, No matter what your feelings are about the takeover, um, they haven't really backed down their quality. And right here, when we were concerned about the departure of Jeff Lemire or whatever we want to call it, you know, like he's been there for a while doing these great things, and they had, you know, um, all, like, I don't know what he's on next, you know, but they still have um, all these great people coming over to this independent company. And they're doing great stuff. So, um, <clears throat> hey, watch out, Image. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Image is all creator-owned. This is, they still have to work within the stable of these Valiant characters. But, but they have they a universe. Yeah, they do. Um, 
And Punk Mambo is actually one of my favorite characters, so mm. I'm pretty excited to see this. Um, all right, let's go on to Marvel news. Uh, Punisher, ugh, Punisher season two is going to premiere in January. Do we have an actual date on that? There isn't. Um, okay. It was just up in the lineup, and it yeah. said January. So there's no exact date. Uh, I'm going to guess mid, mid, mid-month as usual. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So expect a trailer probably in the next couple of days probably for that there was a teaser right yeah but i mean it's like that tiktok yeah yeah um and then so this is uh, doesn't surprise me but it's a little annoying so the netflix deal that uh marvel signed in 2013 there's a clause in it that shows that for two years if their contracts are ended those characters cannot appear in anything else meaning that the earliest that we would be able to see some of these characters, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, um, Daredevil at this point, would be late 2020. So um, a little annoying in, in that sense, but at the same time, if you really think about it, um, it doesn't mean that they couldn't be filming a new show for Hulu in that time. Yep. So. Yeah, we might not see them in 2020, but that would give them time to really figure out a way to incorporate them into the greater MCU. And with the streaming service uh, for Disney Plus going at the end of 2019, I think by the end of 2020, if we saw these characters show up again, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you know, they got they got shows on Hulu. They got shows on Freeform. So I don't see it not happening, especially with Hulu. Uh, yeah. It really depends on what... They decide to do with Disney Plus and what kind of parent parent restrictions they can put on there. If you can put that like Netflix, then you can do whatever you want on your streaming service. So I would love to see something with the same universe, but we'll see what two years brings. Exactly. Exactly. So in the meantime, we'll be patient. Um, we can just rewatch the Endgame trailer over and over and find these little Easter eggs that people keep creating <laughs> can i just say i didn't care about the end game trailer it did oh. zero for me welcome to the club yeah like a lot of people are like oh well, casey you watch it what did you think i go yeah it's fine i mean it literally shows nothing the first no. what 30 seconds or so is just tony talking to uh pepper and you know he's gonna get out of it but and oh cap doesn't have a beard okay you know i guess he shaved and whatever the time difference whatever but that's it that was the the most significant thing was that captain america no longer has a beard when he worked so hard to grow it (laughs) (laughs) did he i don't know um henry cavill's mustache i don't know (laughs) yeah i just you know what really got me is iron man sitting in space by himself kind of like thor in the first movie floating around in space by himself so that some space hero can find him and then bring him to earth you know it just it just kind of reminds me of the first movie anyhow so um it didn't do anything for me um because it it doesn't show anything and everybody gets all excited it gets their blood pressure peaked and then by the end of the trailer you're like oh wait i know nothing more than i knew two seconds ago so great like i said marvel you don't even have to market this movie so yep i did Unfortunately, on Hulu, um, they have commercials, and I saw the trailer, or a part of the trailer for Captain Marvel. So I saw more scrawls, which got me excited, and I saw more costumes, which got me excited. But again, I don't need to see anything else. I showed Aaron that trailer, and the second time I watched it, I appreciated it more. Because when you kind of sit back and watch it, it is kind of like this evolution of the character within the trailer, which is a little bit too much, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it got, definitely got me more excited for the movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Not yeah. that I wasn't, but no, it, it precisely. So Avengers Endgame is coming. Um, the release date is in the now end. April. Yeah. Yes. That's the news as with the other movie. Let's push it. Say, it's not really news. It's the exact same date as it yeah. was for this one for yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Um, all right. Scott Derrickson is going to be directing Doctor Strange 2. Uh, 
I think most of these guys have at least a two-year deal as far as directing or two-movie deal. Um, so uh, I thought he did a fantastic job with Doctor Strange. I think it's a movie that people don't think about as much. But when you go back and rewatch it, it really is a piece of visual epicness. And I can't wait to see that trippy shit happen again. Yeah, I love Doctor Strange Love. One of my favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> All right. Am I putting this here or are we moving it down? We're no, this is, a, this is good. This is... Um, well, because we have the other thing down there, though. Yeah, move it down. Move it down as long as we can keep it. All right, let's the Marvel news. Yeah. But this is a comic book thing, guys. We'll talk about it when we get to comics after the break. Um, All right. You guys ready for some DC? Let's do it. Okay. You want to take this, then? Yeah, I'm going to take this. I take right, something, so right? Can I this take whole hour? one, though? Because I don't know if you know that. I put that in there. I don't. I don't. All but right. um... Okay, so Aquaman, real quick, I'll take over. Uh, already earned $100 million in its opening weekend last year <laughs> in China. And it's on pace to do about $68 million opening in America. So that's what I wanted to say. It's out of control. I mean, here's the thing. The, you know, China, second biggest market in the world uh, for movies. It's slowly becoming or maybe fastly becoming number one yeah. for movies. So, And they love genre films, as we've said. I wouldn't be surprised if Bumblebee makes like freaking 200 million opening weekend for them because of how much they love Transformers over there. So um, good for Jason Momoa, good for James Wan and the rest of the team there. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, DC is going to hit a high note here, according to most reviews. Most reviews are saying it knocks it out of the park in strange, weird, exotic visual ways. And I, you know, I can, I, um, I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, and if it does set a new precedent in a way for DC, I'll be more than happy. Uh, as DC right now is really hitting a stride in what they're doing. So I really hope that they can continue this. Yeah. And actually, um, I also didn't put it on here, but I just want to say real quick in comic world, the man who laughs came out uh, yeah. Wednesday uh, or the, sorry, the Batman who laughs. Uh, right. Did you read it? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. Um, I haven't had time. It's curious because it's in continuity, which brings a real bigger set of questions <laughs> for what happened in that comic. Did you read the, uh, uh, did you watch DC daily with Scott Snyder yesterday? No, I didn't yet. His okay. his interview his interview is good. So if you have a chance, I'll watch to watch it. I love love Scott Snyder. Love that yeah. man, genius. Yes, sir. All right, sorry. Take over. All right, guys. DC loves to announce films that may or may not get made. This one, in my opinion, could be a good movie. They have announced that Plastic Man is in the works, is in development. Um, sure. Take that Gail Simone comic that she just wrote, throw it on the screen. I don't know. You know what? This kind of stuff, like we say, if it's not, you know, we can't really put much behind it. But this is the kind of stuff that I would love to see. These goofy heroes that um, are outside our normal trinity, except Wonder Woman. I'd love to see more Wonder Woman. But um, as I keep saying, we don't need more Superman. We don't need another Batman movie. Let's see these these guys that need the spotlight, who deserve the spotlight, um, and I think Plastic Man would do well in a movie, um, but it would do better in a miniseries on, on TV. Plastic Man has always been one of my favorite characters because he's a little bit of an asshole and, you know, he has a lot of fun with what he does more so than an elongated man who's just depressed and a killer. Uh, he, does have, he does have reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, it, the thing is, is like technically speaking, Everything is in development. If you have a comic book from one of the big two, or even Valiant, you know what I mean? Like, every one of those is probably in development in some setting. Like, someone probably has picked up, you know, we've been hearing about it, like a Booster Gold, you know, movie. You know what I mean? Like, every single one of their characters is in development in some setting. So, again, until we see it getting filmed, uh, I don't believe it, but. I do like Plastic Man, and I'd be happy to see him on the screen. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like it's like Ralph Dibney in in the Flash right now is more Plastic Man than than the Elongated. Hundred percent. Yeah, in a way, 100%. it's just a humor there. Um, 
<clears throat> and I would love to see it. So, um, plus he was he was a he was a criminal before, so that'd yeah. be kind of a fun story. Exactly. To tell. He's um, an <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, uh, Birds of Prey is is moving along apparently, uh, so much so that they've cast another uh, big villain, uh, Victor Saz, will be played by Chris Messina, and cool. That's I would just would love to see, see some stuff from this movie. Uh, when does it actually the production start? Do we know? Has it started? I don't know. It hasn't started yet. I'm guessing it's not going to start till January because of the holidays right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's right. I think it was early 2019. Yeah. So, hey, this is picking up steam, and I, you know, it's I'd love to see some stuff from it. So let's let's do it. Uh, some casting news from the DC Universe t- streaming service. Uh, the Stargirl series has found its Starman in Joel McHale from Community. Uh, talk, talk soup. What else is he in? He's just a good old comedian. Yeah. You know, Joel McHale is so uh, cool. I love to see these guys getting work on, you know, in comic, in the comic verse. So this one's a little funny. The The character he'll be playing is actually the Star Spangled Kid who never, be, who is like a sidekick who never really became Starman. But they're going to kind of rewrite the history that he was the Golden Age Starman. Uh, so, he's the dad of Star Girl, then. Yeah, so they're kind of going to merge these universes together as it's they bad. have. It's DC, um, so whatever. We don't need all the convoluted history to be told, uh, as we've seen with Titans and many other things that DC has done lately. Uh, their storytelling has been pretty good, and um, I think that they'll. You know, from what they've done with Titans, we can only have hope for what's going to happen with the other series. So I'm excited to see Stripe, to be honest. I just want to see her buddy robot run around her and that robot. So I think that'll be fun. A robot and her and his girl. (laughs) Uh, Another awesome casting. Um, Blue Devil will be appearing in the Swamp Thing series. This is no surprise, uh, seeing that he's been part of a few of the magic teams on DC. Uh, he will be played by Ian, Ian Ziering from 90210 and, of course, Sharknado fame. Um, this is a great casting, to be honest with you. Blue Devil is a really entertaining character, and it'll be cool to see these kind of um, weird, obscure characters showing up in Swamp Thing. Yeah, I don't know this character. Um, so... The anime, if you watch the animated shows, yeah, like I've seen, you know, it's not to say that I haven't there. seen them at all. I just don't really know like anything about them. So yeah, but I this is what I've been saying about these characters. Like, like we've always said, you don't need a Batman, you don't need a Superman, though it helps sometimes <laughs> with these little cameos. But I love to see this kind. Of, I love to see the, the developing these characters because it's just. One step closer to seeing like Justice League Dark or whatever we're going to see, you know, it's like, come on, let's let's do it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll, hey, I'm all in. And speaking of being all in, uh, the Elseworlds crossover on the CW just wrapped up on Tuesday. Today is actually Thursday, the 13th of December, so we're going to kind of talk about it. We've watched, we've watched it, uh, so we're actually caught up on our shows in a way for once. And spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts are, you know, not too heavy, but we're gonna give you guys some spoilers. Yeah, we're not gonna fully review it, but um we're gonna talk a little about it because it was pretty damn amazing. Review it to give you massive spoilers. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, you just gotta watch it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Uh it's amazing. Back to this part. A lot of fun. So let's get it into it a little bit. Uh was it the best crossover yet? Um, parts one and two, I really liked a lot. Part three dipped a little bit for me. Um, like I liked, I thought it was better than last year's crossover. I liked the previous year where you got to see the man who has everything. Like that was like one of the best episodes period. Like, you know, with those aliens, I thought that was good. Plus you didn't have the legends this time. And even though I don't watch the show, like, I do like their little injection here and there. Um, but, you know, there's some other cool things that 
happened to, to make up for it. But overall, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah, That's I agree. Review. I agree. There is a lot of elements in the other crossovers that I love um, here and there. Overall, I think this was my favorite. Uh, I do I do feel that episode three kind of did dip after all the excitement. But in a way, um, it was just wrapping everything up and... and it did a good story. It did do a good ending to the whole thing. I, I just the references, um, the the whole thing with Oliver. Um, oh God! <laughs> so it, there's a lot of there's a lot of implications of what's going to happen with Crisis. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? Uh, so Crisis and Infinite Earths um, is the crossover of all crossovers um, in comic history. To be honest with you, there's a lot of arguments of was it was it good for the DC universe um, at the time? The DC in universe comics, was you mean. in the comics. Yeah. It was a heavily convoluted universe where a lot of people were scared to jump on. Um, there was all these Earths, just kind of like it is now. People are kind of confused with the movie verse and the TV verses, multiple TV verses, and whatnot. And what the comic did was it it destroyed all these other Earths, made one prime Earth. And it, it just made it easier for the readers to jump on board after that. And it created a whole new universe. And and if you've read it, you know who dies at the end of it. Um, so that's that's those are some big implications of what's going to happen. Um, and what's weird is in, in Elseworlds, they almost killed off Supergirl and Barry. And Oliver goes to see the Monitor and he basically, without them showing it, gives himself up for a sacrifice. Now, we've been talking about how do they how do they end Arrow? How do they... We're eight years in, right? Eight years? It will be Arrow? eight next year. It will be eight. How long do these shows go on? The shows can go on with different actors um, doing different characters and whatever, but say Stephen Amell wants to depart from Arrow, but wants to show up resurrected sometime say he dies in crisis they kill him off instead because that you know i they're not going to do an exact copy of crisis right they're going to do their own they're going to do their own crisis on infinite earths as close as they can to adapting the comic they brought in psycho pirate and when i saw psycho pirate his role in this i was like at first i was like this is what they cast psycho pirate for and i'm like this little this little get beat up by Batwoman thing, you know, to show up with a mask. But then I forgot that he he's one of the biggest characters in Crisis. So at the end of the series, when he is hanging out with Dr. Destiny there, um, it puts a lot of implications. What's and he next. quotes Crisis, or mm-hmm. like verbatim. Yep, and he um, quotes it, and boom, we're there. So, um, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of speculation that can come out of the series that we're, because this whole thing is built up to Crisis what we've been waiting for since that time we saw it the first time in the flash we saw that newspaper article in 2024 the flash disappears in a crisis crisis. and we're dealing with the whole nora thing right right now too that she's come back to hang out with her father before he disappears so something something is going on with that too (laughs) you're right 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 but it's the it's the premise behind and thing. it's not 2024 next year it's 2019 mm-hmm. right so we've kind of fast forward the timeline so Nora changing the timeline there could be part of it could as be well. so we'll see by the end of the season there's a lot of speculation otherwise my, my thought is you're not going to end arrow after eight episodes next year because that's how many they're at right now eight or nine you know what I mean like that's just not going to happen um one curious thing is that Stephen Amell did come out and say that he did sign on as Oliver Queen for season eight. He did not say as the Green Arrow. <laughs> um, I would, you know, they introduced his daughter. We got William going around too. Like, there's other arrows. I do at this point believe, and I could be wrong, of course. I think Arrow as a show will be done next year, and the reason why is because. A, it's it's a long time. Other than Supernatural, which is God go, about to go on, it's we're going to talk about it on its two hundredth episode. But two um, hundredth, it will be next year. That's that's it in like fifteen years. Yeah, I oh, guess you're right. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff, Chris. It is. 
It's got to be, um, be more than that, man. It uh, eh, doesn't matter. All right. Maybe 300th. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's 300th episode. Um, so whatever the case with that show. Sorry, it is 300. I was wrong. With that. Um, I think it's been going on for a long time. I also yes. think you introduced this backdoor entryway of, I'm not going to say it like that. You kind of introduced Batwoman as a, as a possible new show in two brooding, non-superpowered people basically doing the same thing to me would be stupid. And Arrow, as much as I've been enjoying it the last few years, like it, it's kind of getting to a point where it's repeating itself. You know what I mean? Like, okay, every single villain wants to take over Star City. Every one of them. And Deathstroke was the best. Brick was a joke. Damien Dark, a joke. And I really do like, um, who's the new guy? I keep, I know it's Kirk Acevedo. I can't remember what his name is. Oh, yeah. Ah. (laughs) But my wife is like, how long is this villain going to be here? And I'm like, he's good, but it's just like, you just want to take over Star City. And then what? You know, like. I just don't care anymore. Like it's just, I, even if, even though I'm enjoying it, it just needs to end. Right. Like comic books, it's cyclical. Um, yeah. It's really hard to tell a vigilante story without doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and it's easier when you have a better rogues gallery, like Batman, where you can just give Batwoman that rogues gallery because you can tell better stories based on the villains. Green Arrow doesn't have good villains. He has a couple. And you've used them over and over and over and over and over again. Go out on a high note. Because you're on a high note right now. You dipped. You're on a high note. Next year, do that high note. You're gone. And like you said, these flash forwards, Oliver's not there. No, he's gone. So, But I think like next year would be the good time to end it. Um, But with that being said, what did you think of Batwoman? (laughs) I did not see enough of Batwoman. That's what I thought. That one scene with her kicking ass, shooting the like the grappling gun, throwing the bat, the batarang. That's cool. We've seen it because we've seen Batman before. I liked Ruby Rose as Kate Kane, but I just felt like it was very brief. And did have they announced that show officially? No. Right. I, I want that official announcement. I want a Batwoman show. Um, because we've been begging for a Batman show, and I think this is the closest thing we're going to get for a while. I think seeing her, I was like, I just wish this was Batman. She didn't. She didn't do it for me. She didn't do it as Kate. She kind of did it as Batwoman, but because it was so brief, I was just like, Arrow does cooler stuff than you right now. Like you didn't do anything that made me go, Oh man. I was just like, I was all man at the rogues gallery. seeing right. But again, I, I just want to see Batman. I have nothing against Batwoman at no. all. Just, I just don't care. But she fits better in this universe where there, where there's the LBGT, whatever community, like that's what they're, that's what it's all about. It's like these, these superheroes and super and superheroes, and it's like everybody has a relationship. John Constantine has a relationship with a guy. Um, Sarah Lance has a relationship. You know, it's like um, it's fine, but that's their agenda on, on these shows. So I I fully support a Ruby Rose show as Batwoman because it fits very well in this universe. Um, but I think that, like you said, the Rogues Gallery is what makes Batman who he is. Um, and gives him different things to tackle and and use his brain to solve these different problems. So that's what I'm saying is like, if you're going to do the Batwoman show, you got to have these Batman villains that challenge the same way that they challenge Batman. Unlike, like you just said, Arrow's not getting challenged anything different every season. He's getting challenged. He was here well, and there, what's but not very well. Adrian. I love that. that, that I love awesome. that. I like that villain a lot. Yeah, Some of that season that was like, eh, but him. Yeah. <laughs> he was the yeah. bane of him. Um, you yeah. know, so I guess I'll say this in a world where there is no Batman TV show, I'll take a Batwoman TV show, but because I, you know, there's certain things I would like to see explored. Like 
where is Batman? How did you get your training? Um, are you a detective? I mean, I know she's not a detective. You know what I mean? Like, is her dad going to come in? Like, all that yeah. stuff. Her sister. Oh, yeah. All that. Um, all that that's stuff easy. Cool. Huh? <laughs> I said, that's easy to do. Yeah, and I'd like to see that. I just, right now, and I actually really do like Ruby Rose. I, I liked her on Orange is the New Black. I liked her in that stupid Triple X movie. I thought that was good, too. Like, I think I don't think she's a bad actress. There's nothing against her. I just right now she didn't do anything for me. So yeah, she looks ripped out of that comic though. I'll tell you that right now. Oh yeah, yeah. That she get they get they get the prize for most accurate costume. Yeah, that was very that was cool. Um, all right, so the uh, the anti monitor is coming. So y'all better watch out because he is a badass mofo. <laughs> Oh, so that's what it is? Yes. I guess that's right. If you're doing Crisis, never mind. Yeah. He is the villain of all villains. So Not Darkseid. He's worse than Darkseid. Okay. Got to catch up on my Crisis. Well, this is a good yeah, spot. If, you, to... if any of you have not read that comic, yeah. you, don't, you don't need too much history to go into it. Um, Says a DC fan. It was one of the first things I ever read as a... When I... Grew up reading basic, very minor DC, like following Batman, following Superman, yeah. you know, and I wasn't really super in the DC until maybe 15 years ago when I really, really started to dig my, my nails into DC and, yeah. and, and start reading the past. And it was one of the first books I picked up. And I do recommend reading it if, um, if you are a DC fan or if you really want to know what's going on. It is an amazing story by um, Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Um, it's a standard in comic in comic literature, uh, so <clears throat> check it out for some backstory leading into the next season of the, the CW DC TV. Perfect. Read your comics, kids. And okay. while you do that, let's take a quick commercial break. Hi. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those commercials, and let's get to some comic news. Uh, We got a little bit of... You take this one, because it's so just ridiculous. I'm sorry. It is. So... The, Coast, the Cosmic Ghost Rider showed up for the first time in the Thanos series um, that was just, just recent, probably over the last six months now. Um, the Cosmic Ghost Rider ended up being Frank Castle, who became the Ghost Rider, who became a cosmic being, Harold of Galactus, or whatever the hell he is um, in the comics. And so he became a pretty quickly popular character in current comic telling. Uh, so he got a miniseries, and now... They've decided that they're going to do this changing of some of their heroes' backstories um, from Fantastic Four origins, Spider-Man to Captain America, and so on. Um, And apparently the Cosmic Ghost Rider is going back in time. Cue the Huey Lewis song 
and going hmm. to mess up the Marvel Universe. And we've gotten these teases this past week of what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what the heck this means. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's like I want to complain, but then DC does this almost every week now. Um, we just got a new uh, in Detectives Comics 94 and whatever is out this week, 94 and 96, uh, Tomasi just took over. And when Zach, when Zach um, not Zach, um, Scott Snyder did Zero Year, he kind of rewrote Frank Miller's Year One in a way, changing the origin of how he became the Batman and whatnot. Um, now, Tomasi's gone back and he did this spread which um, Grant Morrison did in, in All-Star Superman, where he kind of told the story of Batman through the first few pan like the first pages in just panels, and you could just skin them. Um, and so they do the same thing with Batman's history, and they throw a scene from year one in there. Uh, so always, always going back and changing their histories, comics are. So I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this news. Besides, I don't really read Marvel much anymore, except for two of the titles that they're changing. So I don't, I don't know what to think. Yeah, honestly, that's it. Like, I just don't read them enough anymore um, because they keep changing comics or like origins and you know number one again and everything like that. So I'm, I'm at a point where even if I wanted to go back it's like so hard. Like I don't really know where to start because I stopped at secret wars and now I'm like, where, like, where do I go? Like, I don't feel like I can just jump into like spider get or something. Like I, I really have no idea. So unfortunately, uh, this sounds crazy and kind of stupid. And now I don't know if I'm even wanting to go back. <laughs> right. And Marvel always like hoist them up, hoist themselves up on the, on the fact that they don't change their stuff that often, that they've always kept their continuity the same. So yeah. I, I'm confused by these moves. Yeah. Whatever. So, that's it. Here's a cool what if tale though. Um, Spider-Man life story by Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky. Thank you. Um, so the premise in superhero dumb is that they don't age very much. You know, they as as time goes on, their their aging is not really truly told in continuity. It just kind of is. Sometimes you grow up a little bit. Sometimes you're still the same kid. Whatever. This story is going to reimagine Spider-Man as if he actually aged since he showed up in the '60s. Yeah, and now forty, fifty years later, what he is now. At that age, so that's cool. I think that's kind of a cool what if what if story, and like I always say, what ifs, else worlds, whatever you want to do in those, do them because they're fun to read because they have no weight to them. No, I like this kind of stuff um, a lot, and I like Chip Zdarsky. Uh, he was writing Sex Criminals, you know, with Matt Fraction, and that happens from here in there, time to time. <laughs> You just never know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what's going on, but anywho, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think he's a really good uh, writer and I will, I will try it out. Yeah. That's it. All right. Why don't you take this last bit? I didn't know. Yeah. So um, it's been hinted at by Mark Millar for a while that Kevin Smith would be uh, writing a hit girl comic. We finally get word that Hit Girl Season 2 um, is due out in February. So I have not been able to see about uh, pre-orders yet, um, but expect that coming. If you're a kick-ass fan, a Hit Girl fan, then this would be... You know, Kevin Smith is a fantastic comic book writer. Uh, people don't give him enough credit for what he does, but read Arrow Quiver if you don't believe me. <laughs> Read, so his two, read that. Read his two Batman stories. Yep. Batman stories. I forget what I can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> and cacophony or oh cacophony, yeah. 
Adamant Pio is the character you created mm-hmm. in Quiver, which is yeah. Um, so and yeah. then shows up in these ones. It's an amazing little little uh, linking there. Yeah, world building. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go into. I want you to take over TV. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Ryan K. Vaughn. His works have been seriously in need of adaptation for a long time. Um, and it looks like we're in for a little treat here, thanks to Legendary TV. Uh, he signed a three-year deal with them. And we can only hope for the best. I'm, I'm curious about this. Obviously, well, sorry, you know that I'm a huge Brian K. Vaughn fan. Um, Why the Last Man is coming to FX um, next year, I believe, and I'm excited about that. Uh, So Brian K. Vaughn was one of the people who came up with, um, why am I like blinking right now? The kids. the Runaways. Runaways, yep. So that's already there. He worked on Lost. He worked on Under the Dome. So he's been in television for a while, but does this mean that we will see something from Saga, Paper Girls? Um, you know, he also did uh, Barrier, like under his own kind of like imprint. So there's Saga is probably the biggest thing. Um, With the popularity of Stranger Things, <clears throat> something like Paper Girls could be very, very, could be very. First. Could be very adaptive, you know, especially for like female leads, um, yeah. 80s story with time, tra- like, right, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, huh, how can we tap into this zeitgeist? That. Yeah, that's ch- I didn't think about that. You're right, so I'd love to know, see Saga though, because yeah. I've never read it and I'd, I'd, oh, I'd love to jump. I know it's like, I feel like I'm too behind, but I'm not, so I could just start and do it. Yeah, um, legendary, just so everyone knows, you know, they're doing Godzilla, like. They've done, I think they did um, Pacific Rim. So Legendary has yeah. been around a while. I think they're an offshoot of, uh, I want to say Warner Brothers owns Legendary. Maybe. Yeah, that um, is so correct. They've got some money. They can they can put some money behind some stuff. Um, all right. What's next? More anime headed to Netflix. Uh, Ghost in the Shell is getting a, a new series, I believe it is. Um, so... Look forward to that, uh, minus ScarJo, of course. Uh, so hmm. you purists will be happy. So we get a new anime of, as usual, from Netflix, just kicking ass. And um, yeah, I can't. Netflix is not slowing down. <laughs> no, I think they're really just trying to build up that anime division. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, it's huge for them. It. <laughs> so it's oh my gosh, it's like they could have their own anime station almost. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on the Netflix uh, slate, uh, we're going to see a little world building as well here. Uh, so, Guillermo del Toro did Troll Hunters. Uh, this new series called Three Below Tales of Arcadia just got a new trailer. It hits Netflix next week on the 21st of December. <clears throat> Apparently, it exists within the same world as Troll Hunters, so we could see some crossover there. So, that's that's kind of cool. I have not watched Troll Hunters. I've heard it's good. Uh, I love GDT, so I need to be uh, making some time for that. Yeah, that I haven't watched it either, um, but definitely uh, we'll at some point get to it <laughs> on a long list of things that we have to get to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's not enough time. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, and okay. then uh, finally some big news here. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is coming back to Supernatural as father... What's the last name? <laughs> uh, Winchester? Yeah, Winchester. Thank you. Uh, like we just said, Supernatural has been on for years and centuries. Uh, and it just keeps 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 coming with a hit. So I don't think he's been on the show in over a decade when he made his appearance. Uh so this will be cool uh, to see him return. Yeah, I um, that's when I watched Supernatural was when he was on. So <laughs> um, yeah. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to you know my wife still watches it. 
So I guess I'll just ask her what he does in this one and see if it's worth actually checking. Yep. <laughs> Back for the 300th episode. So. Yeah, 300. Jeez. Gosh. It's like getting to Simpsons level, you know? The way I look at it, it's every five years is 100 episodes. Cause it, yeah. It's at least at least yep. if you're doing 20, that's it. That's yep. the best way to look at it. Because I know we just got... We just got the Flash's 100th episode not too long ago. It was a year ago or the season before. Uh, I forget. Whatever. Um, <laughs> all right. Movie time. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so go ahead. Go ahead with these. Um, on the Disney Plus service, you know, we were wondering, like, what else is Disney going to do on their end of things? Uh, Sister Act 3 is going to be coming to. Uh, yeah. So, Sister Act's 3D. <laughs> no, just kidding. There's, there's no 3D. But anyway. No, there's no 3D anymore. If, if Mortal Engines isn't being put out in 3D, 3D is dead. <laughs> you know? uh, tell that to James Cameron in a couple years. Right. I thought about that, too. It's like, I was like, until James Cameron comes and brings back 3D in a whole new way, where it licks you in the face. <laughs> Something. Yeah. I mean, is, is Into the Spider-Verse in 3D? Not that I know of. Too many D's because that already looks like it's 3D. Doesn't need to be. I mean, it just looks like so incredibly insane already. Um, So, anyway. um, As you can see, we're much more interested in talking about Avatar than we are about Sister Act 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now now when Whippy Goldberg comes back and sings up a storm. Wait, she's in those movies, right? Yeah, she's the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I liked those movies when I was younger. I did. Um, so sure, let's let's do Sister Act three, guys. Why not? Yeah, they got to do something. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Hocus Pocus two either. Just yeah, some of those that's... like old Frank, you know, like those like they're putting like you said, Lady and the Tramp. There, like some of those movies that people like a lot, you know. But anyway, that's coming. Um, Legendary, again, uh, they're set to be rebooting the Toxic Avenger. Um, this comes around every couple of years that Toxic Avenger is going to get rebooted. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Maybe. I love Toxic Avenger. Um, I love most of the movies. Uh, so, you know, I'm a trauma fan. I would not mind seeing a Toxic Avenger reboot, but I would want it to be done by James Gunn. Or like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, who did the Halloween movie, like some hard gritty remake of it. But yeah, you know, not uh, not Rob Zombie. I definitely wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see Rob Zombie's version of Toxic. <laughs> Anywho, and then finally we got our first look at Sonic the Hedgehog via motion poster, and then another weirdly shaped. Leg poster. I know you don't care, but it's just like he looks like he's ripped. He looks like he's very muscular. And it, I think these people, it's like you don't have to be so literal. You know what I mean? Like people love these characters, you know, as just regular animated characters. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to do a literal interpretation of a, of a hedgehog or a, a man crossbred with a hedgehog, like a centaur version of him. So, that's all. He doesn't look like a hedgehog to begin with. Like, no. He's blue for, for yeah. Odin's sake. <laughs> Hedgehogs are spiky everywhere, not just a mohawk. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's just, you know, the internet's up in arms. I'm actually one of those people, but I just, I thought it was funny. Um, uh, it's like I wrote in my Double Dragon uh, article this morning. So, because Double Dragon's coming, here's a movie news. Double Dragon is being released for the very first time on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, and as as far as video game movies go, they haven't improved much over the years, to be honest. And they never probably will because a because of the criticism they'll get and the fan bases just they can't stand it when you don't do anything right. Um, Double Dragon is a cult movie, cult classic. Um, so, you know what? I don't think we're ever going to be really happy with video game movies. <laughs> I think... Until uh, we watch The Witcher on Netflix. <laughs> not even. I don't Probably know. not even that. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, though. Two things. With that Double Dragon 
which we didn't put on our thing, but yeah, there's a, there's an actual audio commentary or there's an interviewer. There's something with all of them. So that I'm excited to see just to see them talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> dude, I, I watched that trailer again. I was like, that was an, it's an insane trailer for that movie. And really? it's like, yeah, it was, it's like epileptic. Uh, Robert, I forgot. Robert Patrick is such a weirdo in that movie. Um, Alyssa Milano, huh. you know what I mean? It's like, I'd really need to go rewatch that movie well, <laughs> to be honest. In 4K, yes, you should. And I um, might have to now. What I was going to say is, uh, too, I think Mario could be a good movie. Like, if they literally just took that idea and just and made it a CGI movie. Like, I don't know <laughs> if if this Sonic is CGI or if he's like in the real world, like that's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to me, which is like not a good idea, but like Mario, like stealing the, you know, the princess gets stolen, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that could be an easy thing. I think Zelda could be one of the greatest things of all time. If they did it right. Well, that's the thing. Like stop trying, stop trying to set it in these real world environments. Yeah. The thing about these video games is like they, they exist in these fantastical worlds where, Yeah, you can't. You gotta. You gotta replicate that. Yeah, that's what we want. We want that nostalgia. We want that. That the the true. That's what drew us to them all. So, yeah. Whatever. uh, Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, then moving on. Uh, I got this. Take this one. So, um, John Romero is best known as the co-founder of ID Software. And his work led to amazing games that we, you know, were basically the founding of our our childhood uh, from Wolfenstein 3D to Doom, Quake, and so on. Um, So it's a big, big anniversary right now. It's the 25th anniversary of the original game. uh, And that will be in February. We'll be getting a megawad, which will include, and this is for the original game created by Romero. Uh, it will be free. It contains nine new single-player missions Ooh. and nine deathmatch levels. You can also opt to pick up two limited-edition fan boxes containing extra content, including music, art, and stickers. Uh, so, you know what? I might have to go back and play some Doom. Uh, I'm going to get my, my floppy disk out. Get your BFG out, bro. Get your, get so. your rock on. Another <laughs> video game movie. I think this is pretty amazing right there. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> God. Um, this is great. Uh, you know, they rebooted Doom not too long ago. Their games those were fun. So but this is great to be getting some content for the original game. So I yep. might have to really find out how to play this on my, uh, on my awesome PC. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for this too. Um, so I want, I want to talk about this next one. So Valiant has a new collectible card game out called Battle of the Valiant Universe. Um, I have not had a chance to play it. It literally like came out today, I think. Um, is, there, is it a free game? It's a free-to-play game. Mobile? Oh. My, here's my thing that's really weird. So this game looks very polished. There was a game that came out, I want to say, less than a month ago <laughs> called Valiant Heroes which is also a card game, which I played for about five whole seconds before turning it off because it was horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I, you know, I've played some, like, obviously Hearthstone is, like, at the top of these card games because it's made by Blizzard. But, like, you know, I've played some from now and then, like, Dungeons and & Dragons and blah, blah, blah. Like, I like card games. Um, the Witcher card game, actually, on PlayStation is awesome card game. Anywho, point is... I don't understand how Valiant has two card games in 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 like a month's time, and who's playing them? It's just, it's weird. It's just kind of weird to me. That's all. That's all I have to say about it. It's just it's weird. They probably got wind that this other game really sucked, and they decided to go and make a better one and put it out right away so they could just cover up. I guess like hell, hey, you know, <laughs> smoke and mirrors like. Don't look at that other game. We don't even know what that is. Look at yeah. this one, which looks actually made by Valiant. 
this is all f- uh, firmware user user made. <laughs> well, that goes back to the corporate takeover, though, where it's a possibility that before the corporate, because some of these other entities, like the um, the Bloodshot toy, you know, maybe the Ninjak toy, maybe like the video games, like. There was other things that Valiant was working on before the corporate takeover, which don't meet the new standards. Like Valiant or Ninjak versus the Valiant universe. Clearly, they did not give a shit about it because they did nothing to help it and kind of tried to make it die. So maybe this new game is more from the corporate merger. Um, You know, and I haven't played it yet. Uh, It just looks more polished. So you guys, I'll give you a review next week. Let you know. Cool. And I'm going to download it immediately when we're yeah. done with this podcast. Yeah, definitely. As all of you should as well. So yeah. get out there and download the right one. Battle for the Valiant Universe. That's it. All right. Moving on to Star Wars news. Uh, as always, there's always you know certain news sites that put out news and things are official. And then they're not official or... They're not official unless it's on John Favreau's Instagram. Who knows? But we finally got the official announcement of the casting for The Mandalorian, which, you know, we knew that Pedro Pascal was going to be The Mandalorian and, and Gina, what's her? Giancarlo what's her? Esposito? No, no, no. That was not, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Oh. What was the, who's the fighter that, uh, from uh, Deadpool movies? Huh? The female that plays the bad guy with in the first one. She's in the Mandalorian. I have no idea what you're talking. Oh, about. Oh man. Okay, we'll look that up later because I forgot okay. what her name is. Sure. She was the one that fights Colossus at the end of the first movie. She's uh, what's what's her what's oh, his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Go on. I know who you're talking about. You know, you know. Uh, I just don't know her name, so. I know who you're talking about. But now, Star Wars has uh, and Disney have put out the official, 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 official casting. Lineup for the movie with all those names. Plus Gina now Carano. We, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah. So she's was, in the show? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um so now we're gonna get official announcement that Gina Carlo, Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. Carl Weathers, yep. and freaking Werner Herzog are definitely in this show. And this is just getting better by the moment. <clears throat> this is this is this is great. I love I love it when we get some actors with some chops and I just I'm really excited for the show. Yeah. Um all good casting. Carl Weathers being the oh. part. <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. You know, I can't really speculate as to what this means as far as you know what I mean, like who these characters are other than obviously Werner Herzog is playing Cad Bane, but everybody else I don't know. Um, but it's going to be exciting to watch. It's a really old Cad Bane right there. Well, Cad Bane looks a little old. I mean, like in his face because he's an alien. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I would make a joke, but I forgot. I'm drawing a blank on what the alien species is. Ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what's going on. So that's cool. Um, the more and more we can see from this show, which can only get us more excited for what Disney and oh, you forgot to say, Sorry, Nick Nolte is also in that show. Oh yeah, Nick Nolte. That's right. Nick Nolte was a, like they threw that name around. I, I, it's weird. I guess we just we got to wait until these official announcements. But you know, as usual, there's always the leaks. So. There's your official announcement, people. Get excited. Um, and then yesterday, uh, the Star Wars show premiered their fan awards for 2018 and also the end of the season. So um, I love I love all those cool little shorts that people send in. Um, so you can check out who won on the Star Wars show episode from yesterday, Wednesday, December 11th, uh, 12th, sorry, and have some fun with it. <clears throat> yeah. Um those are fun. You know, I like watching those too. Some of them, I mean, like the, uh, what was it? Darth Maul one was like just amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, yeah. that I can't remember what it was called, but that was epic. 
Do you remember that? I do. I do. I do. The they did a lot of shorts. Uh, they did a lot of shorts. On- it's just called Darth Maul yeah. Apprentice. Yeah, that was so freaking good. So, anywho, you know, some of them end up getting big, and then these people actually end up getting real jobs. Um, but but that's the thing, though, with with the streaming service, let's they want to see this talent because why not? Like, uh, let's do these fan awards and let's see what these people can do. And if they're good enough, let's hire them. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's true. Um, all right. So that's it for that news. So we're going to go on to Pursuit of Plastic. Okay. Pursuit of Plastic time. And we have a new Sideshow collectible, everyone's favorite mutant who can control metal, <laughs> Magneto. Is getting the sideshow treatment. Alternative had head, different hands. Uh, cl- a little bit more of the classic '60s look. Um, really? Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's interesting. Honestly, I didn't know that they were doing this, and I just saw it today. And um, Magneto is actually one of my favorite villains of all time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't get the credit that Joker does and that Lex Luthor does, but he is a great, ah, can we say villain? I mean, he is a villain, right? Anti-hero. You have to understand, you have to understand, like, it's so hard because he does these terrorist actions, but he is a a bad guy, (laughs) but he's also, he's like, what happens when he's doing right for his people? You know, it's like, he doesn't do, he doesn't make the right choices. but it's like you can argue like professor x is the villain (laughs) you know it's like you know it's hard um it's very gray area when it comes because he's been on the x-men you know um they just made him a bad guy again now so it's like um it's that gray area with magneto and that's why he's so interesting i think um same thing with like dr doom um and it's hard because you know what i just it's hard to find there's not a lot of good marvel villains like that um, and I always and I always get these arguments about DC versus Marvel villains. It's like mm-hmm. there aren't that many great Marvel villains, and it's the same reason why they have these problems in the movies. It's like um, they don't know how to really treat them. Uh, so I want to see Magneto in the Marvel universe, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I want to see what they do with him, um, opposed to what they did with him in the Fox Universe. So, but what we'll do see. you think about the toy? <laughs> It's, is it a toy or is it this uh, this mech, this make mechat here for seven hundred fifty dollars? No, 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 no. It's an actual sideshow collectible. Is it? No, I'm. Which one is it? The one that's uh, coming out between now and February two thousand nineteen by sideshow. Possibly. Yeah, it's it's a statue. No, no, no. But mm, just trust me when I say that there is one coming out. Okay. Even well, even though you're you're not looking at the same thing that I'm looking at. Well, they are they are putting out a lot of cool Magneto stuff. Then um, send it to me when you have a chance. Yeah. I'm excited. I do need a nice Magneto figure for my collection. There you go. So it's going to be uh, two hundred and forty dollars. Um, the sideshow exclusive edition will include a Cerebro accessory. Ooh. That version is four hundred and twenty-five dollars. What? Um, How does it change that much? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, the cape is wired, you know, so you can do different poses that way. Um, but yeah, you know, it's cool that uh, Magneto's getting some love. So, and then finally, uh, our friends over at Mythic Legions, um, they have uh, released, I think I'm pre order, right? The uh, Advent of Decay Goblin Legion Builder. Yes. Um, the Goblin Legion Builder is, is from the original series, right? But they just did... Um, there's some in-stock sales right now, which is great. Those Legion Builders are the greatest thing ever. Um, the you can They're a little bit cheaper when you build the armies that way. Uh, and they, used, they would do six packs. Uh, f- they'll do six packs of them sometimes. So I think that's really cool. Uh, because when they do the Kickstarter, usually you can get the figure at $18. Um, 
any kind of army building one, the ones that are like that. So I think that's a cool price point because once they go to regular retail, most most of them are like thirty thirty five dollars. So that's why I always recommend that people buy these things within the Kickstarter because you are saving a lot of money. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. 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 Yeah. And not only that, they've been. Uh, they were picked as toy line of the year by that awesome website I showed you. Uh, so, I what it's called. Discover it's, a new website. Yeah, we discovered it. So if you're, yeah. So as a, uh, you know, toy fan, if you're here for the pursuit of plastic, exclu collective, e x c l u collective dot com, all one word. Um, lots of toy reviews. Lots of toy uh, tutorials. How to film your toys. How to create dioramas how to you know do different things to lightsabers you know what i mean like um like photoshop your toy uh figures in 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 action um so really cool website that chris found and uh i'm excited about so that was really cool Yeah. yeah and they're uh these people are from all over the world so that's cool too a real international site of different toy fans exactly so um, so yeah, where can you find us? Uh, let's see. If you go to your browser and type in don'tforgetatello.com, you'll find this lovely website for your daily news, interviews, reviews, and more. Also, find us on social media. Forget, uh, forget. <laughs> at, <laughs> <I> face- <laughs> at Facebook, forgetfacebook.com. Uh, no, at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So guys, thanks for sticking around. Um, we, let's see next week. We'll probably do one more episode before the holidays. Yeah. yeah I, think, I, I hope so. Time for one more episode before the holidays. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And then, um, you know, go read your comics. Like I'm going to go read crisis on infinite earth. <laughs> do it. Yeah. And so this is Casey saying bye. <laughs> And this is Chris. See you next time.